Welcome to the Hannibal Files, a Strange Harbors podcast. This is a weekly discussion of the Brian Fuller serial killer drama Hannibal, which is now streaming on Netflix. Tonight, we'll be discussing episodes five and six of the second season titled Mukozuke and Futanomo, respectively. Tonight, I'm joined by... Amir Toure. And this is Derek Wong. We are talking about episodes five and six. Uh, this season just moving at light speed, isn't it? Um, I feel like season one had a more leisurely pace going through, uh, the motions of getting us acquainted with Will Graham and Hannibal Lecter and the FBI team. But this is, this is going at light speed, right? Uh, RIP mm-hmm. Beverly Cats. Uh, so we'll, we'll yeah, start man. with there's an insane yeah. plot twist in every single episode. Yeah, it like it just pulls you along like a rock. Like it's it, I mean, this this season's a rocket ship. Yeah. I don't understand how you could not watch this whole thing straight through. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, so we'll, we'll props to you if you're watching this episode by episode because it's it's unbelievably gripping. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine so, having to have waited a week, a week in between <laughs> in between last episode and this one? Like, what happens to Beverly? <laughs> I know. Oh man. Luckily, if you're streaming it now, you don't have to wait. Yeah, so let's start with uh, Mukozuke, which is a uh, thinly sliced raw meat served during a <laughs> traditional <laughs> Japanese multi-course dinner, the kaiseki. <laughs> Very fitting. Normally, uh, they're not always this This is pretty This may be uh, the most fitting of all of them. The title. Yeah, yeah. But, um, dude, uh, man, this episode starts with it doesn't linger. You don't have to wait to find out what happens to Beverly. No, right? not at all. But yeah, I mean, we, we start with Freddie Lowndes, right? She's she's the one who actually finds the body, right? With an anonymous tip, which I'm guessing is from Hannibal. Uh, a surprisingly tender moment from Freddie Lowndes, I think. Yes, yes. Because she right? even like, tries yeah, to stop Jack. Yeah. And it's like, Jack, send somebody else, right? This, this yeah. is one of your own. So yeah, it's... Uh, and you get that great acting, right? From Lawrence Fishburne. Like mm. he was like on the brink of just breaking down, I feel like. Mm. But he's definitely, you know, keeping his composure when he sees what has happened to Beverly. Mm-hmm. So do you guys read Freddie Lowndes' concern as like sincere? She seems sincere here, right? Yeah. Yes, yes I do. Yes, I do think, I think so. so. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she does snap the picture first for her own personal gain. Obviously. <laughs> But yes, when when she does talk to Jack, when she comes out to Jack, I, I never felt it wasn't a sincere, place of hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I don't think Freddie Lance is like pro serial killer. <laughs> she's just she's just an opportunist, you know, kind of you know, opportunist. And yeah, and she and she hates Will, but like she's not like. I think when people talk about the tableaus of Hannibal, this is probably number one, right? I think not. Yeah, I think it's, it's up, up there. there. I don't think. Like when people talk it's about like there. the this the serial killer imagery in in the show, I think this is probably at the top of the list of most most memorable. So yeah, the way that Beverly is displayed is is gruesome. It's it's crazy. The first time I saw this, I was like, oh my god, that is insane. Because it plays like a little trick with a camera where it seems like she's just displayed in like a glass case, mm-hmm. right? But then it tilts the perspective, mm-hmm. and it shows, like, she's been sliced into, like... Um, so, this tableau is actually inspired by a Damien Hirst piece. So, if you guys don't, don't know who Damien Hirst is, he's, like, this this modern artist. And he has a, a piece called Mother and Child, which is a, like, preserved cow that's been, like, cut into pieces just like Beverly has. So, I think this takes inspiration from that. And... Yeah, so Beverly's been sliced into pieces vertically, like like almost on like a a lab slide, right? And it's like, yeah, that was yeah, yeah that was the parallel yeah. I drew. It's, it's you know, someone sliced her the way that she slices her. Yeah, yeah, right. Like it's a very very cruel yeah. irony, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I think was it Will or somebody says a line about how Will says it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. about like it, she was cut into layers, like the lab usually cuts, you know, you know, displays their things in, in different layers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there is that straight parallel, a very purposeful parallel from Hannibal. I, I, I didn't notice it until the second time around because I know that he, she was frozen. Mm-hmm. So I, I noticed like you know when we first see that little corner of the glass, right? We see a pool of water. 
and then we yeah, see like we yeah, start she, seeing she, blood dripping down right she's like thawing yeah, yeah. she's still like thawing yeah, yeah. and like the blood's also dripping and so like i i thought that was a very very cool detail that i didn't notice and i guess until the second time i watched this episode how did they put this on nbc on prime time that's insane <laughs> yeah. to me yeah yeah, you need to be asking yourself this every time you watch the show. It's like, how did this yeah, happen? Yeah, I, I don't know. So, all right, so I got to ask you guys, was Beverly fridged? I mean, she was frozen and <laughs> fridged, right? So was she literally fridged? Yes. <laughs> but, like, figuratively, you know, was she... Do you, do you consider her as a classic case of fridging uh, or No, because really? I think the first part of... Or so. the first, like, three or four episodes, like, like she's been given this arc, right, to work with will and to mm-hmm. try to you know discover more evidence about the copycat killer and if it would lead her to hannibal and it did and this is kind of the ultimate end to that story mm-hmm. i don't think she's fridged in that yeah. sense yeah it feels very like natural and organic and as if you know almost as if, if that if that fight had gone another way like maybe she catches hannibal right like it doesn't feel like she's just died as a plot device to advance will's story mm-hmm. or something like that like, and I think it helps that she's not, like, Will's girlfriend. Right, 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 like, right. Some civilian or something like that. Like, she's part of the team. She's one of the, you know, um, people who does this as her job. And, like, I, I think that that There helps was too. some backlash in 2014 when this happened. I think a lot of people did come out and say this was, like, a fridging. Um, and... Yeah, but it's 2020, bro. We got virus. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> like I feel like I feel like 2020, we would have had an even more even problem more with problem it. With but it? Yeah, yeah, but probably, yeah, probably because it's probably yeah, even more yeah, problematic. I mean, but it sparked a a statement from Hetty and Park, who plays Beverly. Right? She actually said something about it. And I I thought she had a a nice little statement because like a lot of people were saying like, oh, she's been fridge and like she's the only Asian character on the show and like you killed her or whatever, but. Um, I'm just going to read what she says. She says, Fuller cast me in a role that I didn't think I had a chance in hell of getting. I rarely, if ever, see minorities, women, or minority women, let alone Asian women, get to play characters like Beverly Katz. I rarely, if ever, see characters like Beverly Katz, period. And her last name is Katz, for Christ's sake. Pretty open-minded, non-racist, pro-feminine writing and casting, in my opinion. As far as fridging... Hannibal is based on the Thomas Harris novels, and it centers on the relationship between Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham, two dudes. So that's where the focus will be and will likely remain. My guess is that now that their relationship has been well-established, there will be opportunity to further develop female characters, one can hope. Um, with good writing, every event happens in order to advance the plot and raise the stakes for the characters in the story. So I'm not sure how any characters getting killed off it is a bad or avoidable thing, especially on a show about a guy who eats people. Um, so, I mean, there's more. You can you can see more of her statement, like, online. But I thought it was a pretty well-written uh, statement about her station on the show. And, and yeah, I don't, I don't really think it's it's a fridging here. So I think a fridging is, and that's oh, funny, I just, we've just, me and a couple friends were just talking about this, you know, Deadpool 2, right? Vanessa's character was fridged mm. because... She was killed off really early, and she's the motivating factor for a lot of that movie. I mean, not to get too far ahead, it's not that Will isn't motivated by this, like Jack isn't motivated by this, but it's not this, like, defining Mm -hmm. motivation, right? Like, Will's already still trying to catch Hannibal, right? And Mm -hmm. like I've said, this is, like, a natural progression for Beverly's character, right? She had this arc where she herself got to this point, and it's not like Hannibal chose, like, oh, I'm going to take out Beverly to get back at will right it's mm-hmm. he had to take out beverly because beverly was in the way onto of him. him yeah yeah she she knows who he is she knows you know what what he's about now and like he has to kill her right it's not yeah it's yeah. totally i don't yeah i don't get it I, I don't understand how people could think this is fridging and i think like it's at a point where like the loss of beverly hurts the most because she just started getting like some meaty uh Ace, yeah, yeah yeah exactly so like yeah. um separated herself from the other lad yeah, yeah. and becoming kind of a, a major secondary character and uh yeah yeah i will say that i don't think the show quite recovers from this moment i think you're right this is like tableau wise this is a high for the show right in in the sense of imagery and a sense of a death on the show 
But also, mm. like, I, re- I really, you know, moving forward, I really miss this relationship between Beverly and Will. Mm. Right? And I really miss the, the, the character of Beverly Katz. So, like, for me, this, this is kind of the high. Not to say that there aren't other highs later, that, uh, you know, other great characters or great, other great storylines. <laughs> One episode later. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get but... to the, the, uh, ne- the next episode. But uh, looking back, like, you know, having watched the whole series, I, I really do miss Beverly after this point. Yeah. That's just my piece. Uh, she, ha- she has an agency that's not in, like, Price or Zeller, I think. Yeah. And I think that's there for a reason. And, yeah, I, I do miss her character a lot. From this point on, I, I would agree. But uh, this episode is... I keep forgetting there's a whole other subplot in this episode because this opening tableau is like so memorable, right? To speak that, to that a little bit, I think there are more maybe gruesome things we'll see moving on or more like shocking things we'll see moving on. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the most shocking in the sense that I think we just... Our emotional attachment to this, or at least my emotional attachment to this character... Mm-hmm. Like is I don't think ever felt I don't I think, think ever yeah, yeah ever think, again. I think the shock is a lot of our emotional attachment to the character because mm-hmm. her death isn't like it's like oh it's so gross or like I'm wincing or cringing at like how violent it is. It's not one of those I don't think. Um, although when when uh, when Hannibal puts her through the bandsaw, that's a little yeah crazy because she's all frozen it flashes back to him like vivisecting her or whatever so it's like um she's all frozen and you see like the the powder from like her body flying up when she's like when he's like sawing her in half it's 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 quite an image um when i watched this episode again i paid a little bit more attention to what will says you know mm-hmm. when he does his thing right and he's the one strangling beverly cats mm-hmm. he says i sh- I strangled the life from her, knocking her unconscious. Mm. He doesn't say kill her, but then he then yeah, says... Yeah, but how would he know? He wouldn't know. <laughs> Will has his superpower for knowing everything, so I just take his word as, as is. But then he says, I freeze her, and I cut her up. So, mm-hmm. like, it made me kind of second guess, like, wait, did Cannibal not kill her, but freezes her alive? I mean, right? she would probably she would be dead if you froze her like that oh no right? no like that's but uh i guess the implication is like he didn't kill her with the strangle he killed her by freezing freezing her, her yeah maybe yeah Ugh, i don't want to think about that that's mm-hmm. that sucks <laughs> but yeah so like going back a little they they bring will in right because uh and this is some great imagery right this is like some hannibal lecter uh, yep. silence of the lambs imagery because he's up on that uh what do you mean? It's like a dolly, like where you, that you load boxes with. He's on it and like, he's in a straight jacket and he's got the mask and they wheel him into the, uh, the observatory where Beverly's body is. So really nice parallel there, you know, and, and that really just hammers home like the, the swap between Hannibal and Will this season, right? Yeah. That mask is the cherry on the cake right there as far as the comparison, right? So I want to jump back to the, I just want to jump back just a second because I think it's such a great scene. So, there's, so the episode actually doesn't open with this tableau, right? It opens with Hannibal and uh, Jack having breakfast, mm-hmm. and so you have those intercuts between Jack's uh, between the breakfast that Hannibal's making for Jack and like that shitty prison breakfast right, that right, Will's right, getting. Right. Oh, sorry, hospital breakfast that Will gets, and then Jack and Hannibal have that conversation, and uh, they talk about how Hannibal couldn't let uh, Bella mm-hmm. die. And, like, we were talking on the last episode about, like, why Hannibal does what he does. And he goes, like, as a doctor, I had no choice, but as a philosopher, I had too many. I'm a better friend than a therapist. And Jack goes, you're a great yes. friend, Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry. That was just so funny. I felt like I had to, like, talk about that because I just think it's such a great uh, – Yeah. That's, great a, that's another instance of that humor, right? Or that, that super dark yeah, humor. Yeah, the dark humor you see uh-huh. all, throughout the, all throughout the show. Uh, yeah, so I just lo- yeah. I just loved that. It's also a great transition, right? Because isn't that the last line? And then it transitions into the scene where we follow Freddie Lowndes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very yeah. clever writing. Yeah, yeah. Very clever writing in the show. I mean, I like the little detail of her pulling out a gun because I'm, you know, she. The last time we saw Freddie Lowndes in this place was when Chilton was getting his guts uh, torn out of him, and and she was just hold- helping him try to stay alive. So 
I, I, get, I definitely understand why, why she pulls out a gun right away. <laughs> a little smart, though, because, like, Jack is, like, grilling him about what he knows about Beverly's death or, like, what he can suss out. But, like, Will says, you have to make your own connection to the Ripper, Jack. I can't make it for you, right? And I think that's... Yeah. yeah. I think that's smart of Will because he doesn't want to feel like he's influencing Jack in any way. And that revelation is much more powerful if, like, he comes up with it on his own, right? Well, I think he's also learned that he can't keep pushing this line that Hannibal's the Chesapeake exactly, River because yeah. people just still yeah. won't believe it, right? So like, if you keep pushing it, people just get tired of your bullshit. So he's like, hey, I don't know. Beverly found something. She's dead. So, you know, whatever she found must be real. But I'm not going to tell you what it is because I've been saying it for the last yeah. God knows how long. You won't listen to me. So fuck it. You figured it out on your yeah. own. It, do, it, does, <laughs> so, it does feel like Jack's ready. Jack himself is like, okay, you're probably going to say Hannibal. I'm going to say this then. But then Will doesn't say that, right? Mm-hmm. Will, Will says, exactly. you got to yeah. find it on your own, which I, mm-hmm. I do love that, that exchange between them. But yeah, Will does point them in the direction of the organs, right? He's like, there's going to be something up with the organs. You guys got to take a look at that. And then they found out that Beverly's kidneys have been replaced by the kidneys of James Gray, who's the muralist, right? Um, which So who's the copycat? Because they go, oh, well, like the copycat and the Chesapeake Ripper are like the same. But, like, who do they think the copycat... Like, which kills do they think the copycat is responsible for right now? Because uh, Will's in prison for some of those copycat kills, right? Because they no, don't they think, think Will's... Wait, now I'm confused. It is very confusing. Yeah, they don't um, think Will's Chesapeake Ripper. Don't they think that Will's the copycat? Because copycat is, like, Marissa... Yes, they, they think Will is the copycat. They do not think Will is the uh, Chesapeake Ripper. Mm-hmm. He's the Ripper, right. right. Yeah, okay. But then when he says to Jack, like... Beverly was looking for a co- uh, connection between the Ripper and the copycat. And Jack's like, yeah, that makes sense. That wouldn't make sense if he thinks that Will's the copycat. No, because there's two copycats, right? There's the copycat who's been the copycat okay. from the beginning, who they think Will is. And then there's Will's admirer. Mm-hmm. Right? So oh, I think okay. that's... So so because the, I, think, I think everyone's okay. convinced the, the that... The copycat is supposed to be Will's admirer. Yeah, I think everyone's convinced that... Yeah. That Will is right. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that makes perfect sense. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's very confusing. There's, there's a lot of serial killers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because, well, yeah, it, there is, dude. This world is just like chock full. Yeah. Of, it's just another way in which this world is so like hyper yeah. unreal. Uh, and then this this episode, we see the return of uh, Abel Gideon. Yeah. Who I thought was dead. <laughs> yeah. The, the, this happens a lot in this show. You think somebody's dead, and then they pop up again. Yeah. I thought Will domed him, but apparently he's quite yeah. a bad shot. Yeah. Abel Gideon's live and well, and I guess they, upon, I guess, Will's kind of influence, brings Abel Gideon back to Baltimore State Hospital for the criminal mm-hmm. insane so that they can try to convince him to confess that he they've met, he's met the Chesapeake Ripper and that he is Hannibal. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we find out, not you know, skipping ahead a little bit, but I mean, we find out that he, he never really gives that information away. He kind of holds it to himself, and he himself is playing this game where he's just trying to fuck with everybody, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the good question. Like, what is Gideon's motivation? Is he trying to stay alive by not making the Ripper angry? Is he just messing with people because he's in prison for life? So who cares? Like, what is his motivation? Like, to either tell the truth or to lie because he does lie quite a lot. Like, why? Who is he lying to protect himself from the Ripper? It seems like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's not exactly clear because, um, you know. Uh, getting into, and I guess maybe this is even getting into the next episode, but, um, you know, Will says, like, hey, the only way for you, Gideon, and Shilton to stay alive is for the Ripper to be caught, mm-hmm. right? I think both of them are kind of becoming aware of that. And I think that Gideon was initially pre- planning to just pretend he didn't know who the Ripper was so that the Ripper doesn't have an incentive to kill it, mm-hmm. right? I think that's his initial plan. And I think that gets blown up because Chilton's videotaping or, or recording all the audio. Right. And so he can hear the truth, even though Gideon lies. Right, like the, like the right. conversation between Will, Will and Gideon. Hear, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah. So Will brings Gideon back in in order to, for Gideon to serve as uh, evidence that Hannibal is the Chesapeake Ripper. And Gideon has no intention of, of doing mm-hmm. so. Uh, but... Gideon does confess the truth, and Chilton overhears it because, it because he's recording right. everything. Right. So, um, and I guess this episode and the next episode are where the tide starts to turn and people do start to become 
a little suspicious of mm-hmm. Hannibal Lecter. And I think these two episodes really paint a picture of a clearer picture of like Hannibal's motivations and what he's trying to do. What he's really up yeah. to, yeah. And I didn't I didn't understand it at first, but upon like second or third viewing, like it really paints a picture of like what Hannibal wants and like how he's playing this game, right? Um, so, so what do you think it is? I think lay it out. I think we should. I mean, do you want to wait until the next? I think the next episode r- really. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, could do yeah, it in the yeah. next one. Yeah, um, absolutely. So then let's 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 finish up with this one with the secondary plot here is that Hannibal killing Beverly kind of pushes Will over the edge mm-hmm. and makes Will want to kill right. Hannibal. So he uses Freddie Lowndes, uh, and uh, in exchange for promising her the exclusive rights to his story, he um, uses her website, Tattle Crime, to put out a uh, communication with uh, the second copycat, his admirer, mm-hmm. who killed supposedly the bailiff and the judge. And it turns out this guy is uh, the orderly or the nurse. I don't know if he's quite a nurse, but the guy who works there at the facility. Um, and they have a little talk about, you know, serial killer to serial killer. And uh, Will basically just says, hey, I want you to kill Hannibal mm-hmm. Lecter. So this was the guy that showed up last episode or uh, two episodes ago. And and he was the one that I recognized. I was like, all right, so there's something going on with this guy because I know this guy as an actor. I know who he is. Um, and, like, there's no way he, they brought him in just for, like, a background scene of him serving food or, like, cleaning up Will's cell or whatever, right? There's definitely something going on with this guy. So I actually put a little bit more thought into this, and I recognize him now. I don't know if I would have recognized him in 2014. Uh, what do you recognize? Because I recognize him now from Westworld, most prominently. He has like a couple different characters he plays on Westworld. So that's why I'm like, I don't know back then if I would have recognized him, but maybe you would have, and, and that tipped you off, but I wouldn't have been tipped off by mm. this, actually. Yeah, this guy's like popped up. He's the one who who's actually um, wheels Will to the um, observatory. He's mm-hmm. so he's, right, he's right, kind of right, right. he's kind of spurs throughout this whole episode, and then he of course reveals himself as this admirer to Will. Mm-hmm. And he he actually sounds a lot like Hannibal in a sense. Like you know, I feel like Hannibal wants just like a friend, right? Or um, also, what was his name? Tobias, the the cello, cello killer. killer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. He yeah, wanted yeah. a friend. He wanted someone to do this with. So it's mm-hmm. like I guess it's a, it's a lonely game being a serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes clearly, sometimes you just want a friend, right? Um, uh-huh. And uh, so you know, this guy's like, hey, you know, what if we, if we were to partner up, we would, you know, we'd be a, a good duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will uses his words like like Amir said to try to convince him to kill uh, Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Super easy too, because he's all just like, hey, do you want to kill Hannibal? And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. So like the end set piece of this episode i was surprised how uh how easily matthew was able to get like the upper hand on hannibal here um because hannibal's swimming in uh in the pool and doing laps and uh matthew just shows up with a tranquilizer gun and <laughs> shoots him right while he's swimming um, isn't he the guy who's swimming next to him at first and then yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he gets up and he's got the tranquilizer gun i didn't understand why he had to swim in the first place so I, I thought he was just gonna let him drown there yeah he could have he could have yeah uh, i was like oh that's such a kind of an interesting way to kill somebody like you shoot them they just drown and then it's just like oh he just did drown swimming or something yeah maybe know. that's not as theatrical right as opposed to like yeah exactly this <laughs> elaborate like cut your wrists and make you stand on a bucket a strangulation thing by the way that looks uh, like it yeah, really very, hurts very, very, very dramatic yeah it definitely sucks uh, and then Hannibal does get it out of you know Matthew that that Will was the one that sent him, mm-hmm. and conversely Matthew get, gets it out of Hannibal that he's yes, the Chesapeake yes. Ripper, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it, and so that means that when uh, Jack comes in to save Hannibal, Jack has to be like, oh shit, Jackie's got a gun or whatever, yeah. in order to get the guy shots so that he can't tell the truth about mm-hmm. what Hannibal is, right? But he doesn't have a gun, does he? He has yeah, a trank, a trank gun, gun, right? Yeah. So he doesn't actually have a gun. So, yeah, it's an interesting little bit of manipulation by Hannibal to be like, quick, kill this guy so he can't, you know, snitch on me. <laughs> so I thought that was that was cool. That's like the kind of the big end to this episode, right? And then this is kind of a point where uh, we, we'll, we'll see it more in next episode. But, like, I mean, this is the turning point where, like, even Jack is definitely very angry at will at this alana is going to be very angry at will about this because mm-hmm. alana knows because abel gideon tells her 
right? Mm-hmm. That Will is like goading Matthew to kill uh, Hannibal, right? So that's how Alana finds out. Yeah, and then and then she goes to Jack, and that's how they find Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely see the ramifications of Will's choice in the next episode, which I think we could probably just dive right into now, right? I think. Yeah. Episode six, basically, yeah, like like I said, really starts with that confrontation between Jack and Will, right? Jack kind of confronts Will about his wanting to basically outright kill Hannibal now, right? Mm-hmm. The, the conversation then leads to talking about the Chesapeake Ripper, talking about we were talking about this last week, and I guess it's kind of answered. So. It, it was never realized that the Chesapeake Ripper was a cannibal, right? Because mm-hmm. it seems like a surprise to even Jack at this moment when Will says, like, oh, he kills in Sounders of Threes so that the meat doesn't spoil. Yeah, so this episode is, like, you see the tide turning, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. especially within Jack's brain, like, the gears are turning, right? Because a lot of the evidence is starting to pile up, and you can see Jack coming around to Will's kind of thinking because uh, Jack yeah. and Chilton both turn against Hannibal and Alana breaks the other way. She yeah. breaks mm-hmm. for Hannibal because she's really not privy to any of this right, evidence right, right. really. Um, because a lot of the things that Will's saying is like turning out to be true, right? Because he, in the beginning when Jack's talking to him, he's like, if the Ripper's killing, you can bet Hannibal Lecter's planning a dinner party, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he, he is. Hannibal invites and him to dinner. That's exactly like, what he's doing. So, uh, um, yeah, it's really good. Oh, another little good bit um, is that little bit from Silence where Will does the does the Hannibal Lecter little lecture, like what principal need does he serve by killing mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I really like that. I like them weaving in that little that little uh, homage to Silence. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I always like the little uh, callbacks to Silence. It's it's a nice homage to like the source material. You know, it's always it's always good to recognize your roots. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, so I think part of the evidence that, that that converts Jack is Chilton's recording of Abel talking to Will, and Abel describes Hannibal's dining room. And then Abel knows this, so the, the question is, is he trying to point them in the right direction and still get away with it plausibly, or like, what exactly is he doing? Does he know that? He must know that Chilton's bugged everything, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He was a prisoner there before. Because Jack comes to get an official statement, he lies again. He yeah, lies he fakes to his it face, again. right. But he told the truth in the recording, and does he know that? I, he must know it's being recorded, right? Is then also what he does later to goad those guards? Is that part of his plan, too? Like, what? I, I, th- I think he was trying to get the guards to kill mm. him because I think he'd rather them kill him than die at the hands of him. That Apple. could be true, too. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Yeah, that could be true. I don't know, or maybe it's just being a dick, like, in provoking people. Like, he just enjoys rubbing it in. But I feel like he's more calculating. Like, I feel like there's a reason he does things. And I think he was trying to get them to... Because it's not a coincidence that Chilton says, like, oh, the nurse that you hurt was very beloved. People liked her around here. And then he definitely uses that as motivation to have these guards attack him. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he was, in a sense, trying to commit suicide that way. I think it was suicide by yeah, guard, maybe yeah. Right? I, I, I never. Mean, I mean, what else would your motivation be for that? Well, well, clearly it doesn't doesn't work. <laughs> it but... doesn't work. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I love these two episodes because we haven't seen the the killer of the week, right? Like these two episodes have really focused on the Jack, Will, Hannibal Lecter, like trying to get at each other, trying to find out the truth. Like I like mm-hmm. the plot, the a plot, right? This has really just been about the a plot. It's all a plot, yeah, yeah, which I, I really, really love. Yeah, and even even the B plots are a plots, right? Like they all tie together, like the 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 Beverly stuff last episode with the uh, admirer, mm-hmm. and the admirer is sort of a quote unquote killer of the week, but he's come up before and he's re- immediately relevant. Yeah, and he's completely plot. tied so, yeah, into the, the a plot. So yeah, absolutely. We've we've like separated completely from the killer week stuff, and you're right. I, cu- I couldn't be happier with it. It's so mm-hmm. much better. When it's laser focused on yeah. the things that are really like the emotional core of the show, so it almost tricked me in thinking that there was going to be a killer a week. Right, we see this guy propped up on a, in a tree, and there's like flowers it spurting out, out of to him. Be Hannibal. And it just basically <laughs> turns out to be Hannibal, which is like, oh, okay, thank God. Okay, at least it's the Chesapeake Ripper. At least it's tied to, to Hannibal. I mean, I thought the imagery was really really cool. Right, where this guy's mm-hmm. just like it's very pretty with all the all the poisonous, flowers, so colorful, yeah. so beautiful. But this is the middle of a parking lot. Did nobody see this thing going up? I mean, how does he vivisect Beverly in a night? Like, there's so many of these yeah. things that are unrealistic. You just have yeah. to go with it, right? Like, there's no way he's 
sneaking into the courtroom and like killing the judge in his own chambers and stringing him up. And there's no cameras. Derek, and no we don't anything. talk about these things on the show. We don't, <laughs> we don't talk about logic, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'll try yeah. to stop bringing up logic. Yeah. yeah, this is not that kind of show, yeah. bro. Um, sorry, the only thing about the councilman I'll bring up is just very funny. Um, Hannibal's talking to Alana about how to move on from the trauma of being, uh, of almost being killed by the, by, uh, the fire. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I need to get my yeah. appetite back. And then there's that cut. It's it is very funny. funny. It's really, really more, good. More of that dark It's humor, really, right? really good. Um, yeah, I just love how funny this show can be. It's just, mm-hmm. it's really great. So I, th- I think the first thing that really t- starts tipping Jack in that direction is the able Gideon mm-hmm. recording, right? Like, why the hell would Gideon know what Hannibal's dining room looks like? And then Chilton also says something really interesting. He goes, hey, Hannibal fits the profile. Mm-hmm. He's uh, got surgical training. He's got psych- psychiatric training. Uh, you know, he, he goes into these fields because he enjoys having power over other human beings. Cannibalism is an act of dominance. Um, but I think it's really interesting that they draw this profile that will mm-hmm. fit and that uh, Hannibal fits, right, too. right. So, yeah, it's interesting that that also kind of starts to point Jack in that direction. So now Jack is kind of turning. He's going, hmm, could it, could it, could it be Hannibal? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he says, hey, I'm going to attend Hannibal's dinner party and find out. Take some food samples and see, uh, you know, if yeah. it's human or not. That's, this is what I mentioned when we were talking about the last episode where we kind of see Hannibal's game, right? I mean, it's still, it's still mm-hmm. a little obtuse and you can't really – see a hundred percent but like my theory here is that hannibal had no idea what to do with will until the end of last episode where will tries to kill him because amir you've always been saying that um you always thought this was about hannibal grooming will to be another killer or like bringing out his dark side and i think yeah i think um hannibal framed will and he didn't really know what to do until the last episode where he knew that Will was willing to commit murder by proxy, you know? And here, uh, that's where, here he where he's like, you know what? Ooh. I'm going to, I'm going to end this. I'm going to, uh, clear Will's name. Cause now that he, now that he knows that Will's willing to commit murder by proxy, that like he can turn that bit of darkness even more in in Ooh, will that's right? interesting i never thought about because that when handle makes that because, decision because like because if they, you think about it like why is he doing all these things in this episode right why yes, is that was he, gonna be my question later that's your question right like why is hannibal committing all these other murders and doing all these tableaus when it's actively helping will get off of the crimes that he supposedly committed right so in like one foul swoop he he clears will completely because I mean, this, this is going into, uh, what happens with Abel Gideon, right? Cause, um, Abel Gideon, he goads the guards into like throwing him over the, uh, over, over the staircase, right? And he breaks his back and he's in the hospital and then Hannibal pays him a visit, right? In the hospital. And you don't see what happens to Gideon until later, but he's been replaced by the armed guard, right? And he's strung up by like fishing lures. Um, and cause here, what, what happened? I think, I think, I think the FBI goes to see Gideon and he's not there. No, right? it's the heart monitor. He says like the heart monitor was strung up to the guard and they knew something was wrong when it basically went off. Like, oh, the person died, mm. right? Which, which of course that, that guard quickly died from being hung up and probably being like let out and everything. So they, mm-hmm. that's when they knew something was wrong and that's why the FBI came. Right, right, right. And yeah, so Amir, you were saying that Jack takes like the uh all the food from Hannibal's dinner party, right? And and this is where we get the pairing between Hannibal and Alana, which I always think is a little weird. Yes. But... It's it's very weird and it's very creepy and dark because it's like Okay, there's like a teacher student thing, which I guess is like kind of hot. Like, that's kind of like whatever, right? Like, sure, <laughs> that makes sense. But then, like, Hannibal is so, like, cold and evil and manipulative that it's just creepy to see him in a relationship. Yeah, with I said, somebody. I said this then, last like, season, like, he's very asexual, right? And to see him. Yeah, he is. But then he also does look like men. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. And he's and, and and you know in the universe of the show he's obviously this very charming, articulate, rich, mm-hmm. well cultured you know 
incredibly intelligent, charismatic yeah. figure. So, you know, it, it kind of makes sense how he could be attracted. Yeah, and it's not like there's no setup, um, right? Because there has been like flirting between the two before, right? Because like, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they, they've they've sort of laid the groundwork a little bit, but it does feel like a betrayal on the part of Alana to Will mm-hmm. a little bit. And I guess it's just how they're like she's pushing him mm-hmm. away, right? Like this is like her her final repudiation of Will, like fuck yeah. this guy. Um, and it's interesting because Hannibal immediately uses her as an alibi. He drugs her, mm-hmm. um, so that she'll sleep all night, so he can sneak out and you know uh, murder the guard and capture. Oh him. my mm-hmm. god, I didn't catch that. And then when the that's that's why he wipes the glass. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, got it. I didn't class. catch that. Yeah. I got it. So this is more of yeah. This is more of his like yeah. It's not just like psychological manipulation with him. He's he's not above drugging people. Yeah. So when Jack so comes like, in the morning to like he, question Hannibal, Alana's like, "How dare you question Hannibal? He was with me all night, or whatever." You know, I'm wearing um, a shirt. He was with me all yeah. night. <laughs> it's a bit of a wall moment. Yeah, that's like okay. Um, yeah, and it feels also the other thing it feels like is. Just from Hannibal's perspective, is this, again, and this is, again, not really knowing, like, you know, Hannibal is sort of like the devil Mm -hmm. or something, right? So, like, how much genuine affection does he have for any human being, right? So, like, we were saying last episode, how much does he care about Jack and Jack's wife? And how much does he care about Alana? Or is Alana just a tool to either, A, get back at Will and kind of rub it in Will's face? Or, B, is she just an alibi for him? Like, why exactly does he do this? Or is it just his own amusement? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's very, and then you do see, like, I mean, Alana seems pretty happy. So Hannibal's put on a good show. Right, right. right. He's doing, um, you know, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's not perfunctory, whatever mask or whatever, whatever human suit that he's set up. It's, it's, it's pretty. Right. Well, I, I mean, I do think that Hannibal is definitely using Alana to get back at Will. Right. Cause they, they have that exchange in the episode where, yeah, he says, yeah, give my, give my, give my reg- I'll yeah. give your regards to Alana mm-hmm. Bloom yeah, or whatever. So. And at first I was like, oh, he's going to kill no, her. But yeah. like, no. He's basically going to be, you know, he's going to seduce the woman that will loves. seduce her, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, to, sorry, to go back to the, the guard that was strung up um, mm-hmm. and, and the, to mention like that's that's where they get the evidence, right? That that convinces Jack that it, was, like, it wasn't Will, right? Because mm-hmm. those so, the lures have the cross contamination of, of it's, evidence. So it's very it's very very clever, like by uh, by by Hannibal, right? Because mm-hmm. um, he knows that I guess Jack is a little suspicious. So all the meat from his dinner party, which Jack takes in a doggy bag, right? Um, that's how that's how he takes the 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 meat from Hannibal's dinner party to test at the lab. It all comes back as animals, so he's in the clear there. But what's interesting is that the lab also analyzed the fishing lures, like Derek, like you said, and they are all from humans, right? Like all the uh, have pieces of humans in them, right? And it's all the people that Will supposedly killed. Uh, but then it's also people that he couldn't have killed, right? Yeah, it's all it's all people that Will supposedly didn't kill because he was in jail, right? So that's when Jack realizes that Will must have been framed and that the Chesapeake Ripper is finally claiming credit for for the work, right? To go back to that dinner scene real quick, my yeah. fiance my fiance was watching this episode with me and when he when Jack asked for that doggy bag, they don't like give him a to go box, they just give him a cover for the plate. Right? Yeah. And he just takes the whole thing. My girl, my fiance was like, Oh, he just took that really nice plate. <laughs> but yeah, he's like he just comes in and, and out. He like he just bounces. Like his it's so it's a little suspicious, right? Like you couldn't just mingle a little bit and then say like you have to go. It, it almost seemed like Jack came. Well, he mingles. He mingles a little bit with Chilton, yeah, who is does, also which now is also very, very suspicious. suspicious yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> like Chilton is convinced. Chilton Chilton is at this point convinced. He's like, uh, yeah, Hannibal's done this. <laughs> yeah, he has a line where he says like, <laughs> "I'm not going to eat very, anything." Which I think right? is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he mentioned that a couple times, and he also says that um, you know. Um, and Jack questions, like, why, if you're convinced Hannibal's a serial killer, why are you at this dinner party? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I don't want him to think that I'm suspicious. I'm trying to kind of, you know, not act too suspicious. I don't want mm-hmm. him targeting me. Yeah. So, which I think is interesting. Yeah. So, like, at first I'm like, why is Hannibal doing this? Why is he freeing Will? But, like, this is all part of his little endgame, right? I think 
I think what I said earlier makes makes a lot of sense. Not to like to my own horror or anything, but like I think it's the only way this makes any sense, right? Because like now that he knows that Will's willing to resort to hiring someone to kill someone else, right? That um, now he's able to be molded into what Hannibal wants. So now he's like, okay, well now I can exonerate him and get to the really good stuff, right? Um, but he's also already been trying to free him, though, right? Because isn't he the one who kills the judge? Yeah, so he it's is. like, yeah. I feel like this has kind of been his end game, but he's just making his move now, I guess. But you're right. Maybe maybe it's because he does realize, like, oh, now now I do want to free will, right? Like, I, all I right. Have so to- like the th- the thing with the judge is that um, if he didn't kill the judge, then I feel like Will would have been convicted for sure because. Yeah. Uh, the judge didn't want to uphold that new line of defense Evidence. for Will. So Hannibal was like, well, I mean, now I got to kill your ass. So yeah, that's, that's more of like a preventative measure than like an actual, uh, exoneration of Will, right? Um, but now, now he wants to free. Yeah. Will. Yeah. 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 Okay. I can see that. And, yeah. uh, and, I mean, we, we kind of glossed over this whole thing, but Hannibal makes Gideon eat his own leg. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what happens to Gideon is that Gideon, of course, goes missing. But we mm-hmm. know that Hannibal takes Gideon. And the next time we see him, or actually before we see him, we see Hannibal like preparing this what looks like large piece of pork. Mm-hmm. And he like encrusts it in clay. Mm-hmm. And he bakes it off, and we find out that that is Gideon's leg. Uh-huh. I'll say this: th- I I think um, this is the one piece of food that like was the most appetizing to me. Like this was the thing. Like <laughs> I was like, dude, this looks awesome, right? To have this meal that's like encrusted in clay and it's baked and it must be super juicy and flavorful and then it's a leg <laughs> it's a foot <laughs> like his foot is still on there and then doesn't hannibal have a, a does he does he is this where he does his little monologue about how he loves cooking with clay yes yes is later uh on? i think that's i think that's here yeah that's here that's uh, here because he, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 he loves it because it like seals explaining the whole thing super juicy or whatever yeah he, he explains to him why yeah, he cooks really his leg good. in yeah, clay really like damn yeah, he's like, well, you broke your back and uh, yeah. your legs yeah, you are worthless, yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. you might as well eat your own leg. <laughs> <laughs> Which, dude, I was yeah. just like, this is sadistic to another level. So, so is it is it punishment for him stealing the Ripper identity? Is it just to get him out of the way so he doesn't spill the beans? I think at this point, like, well, Amir, what you said, like, what is Gideon's game, right? I feel like he's just a loose cannon. Like, who knows what the fuck he's going to do, right? So, yeah, like, so you just yeah, want to take him off yeah. the board before he does something that wrecks with your... Especially now that, like, his yeah, I guess that makes end sense. game with Will is, like, coming to fruition, right? You're going to, like, get rid of all the other pieces that could potentially get in your way, right? So, like... Right, because he, ha- he has been setting this up with... Um, you know, well, Garrett Jacob Hobbs maybe wasn't a setup, but Garrett Jacob Hobbs then setting him up to kill, um, but to, well, to shoot Gideon. And that doesn't, obviously, we find mm-hmm. out Gideon isn't dead. But I definitely, for the longest time, thought that Gideon was, was Will's mm-hmm. second murder. So, um, you know, it, it does seem like, as you said, Hannibal's moving Will along the path to sort of becoming a murderer and enjoying murder and all the talks about, like, God and what would God, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God enjoy killing and, like, all, you know, all this shit about, like, you know, uh, and, and he even, comes right out and says it in this episode, you know, when he quote unquote breaks up with Will, um, you know, he says, well, you know, if I was the person who murdered Beverly Katz, I would be applauding your ingenuity in trying to murder me or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, kind of a tip uh-huh. of the hat to a fellow killer. Like, you know, now we're kind of on the same page. We're beginning to understand each other. And the thing that the show does to kind of show that this is sort of where Will is turning is twice in, you know, once in each of these last two episodes, you see Will grow those uh, Wendigo Wendigo mm-hmm. horns. Yeah, so right? it's like a merging. So he's kind of, of turning uh, into yeah. Han- like mm-hmm. he's turning into Hannibal a little bit, right? With his mur- with his murders by proxy and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. So, but I still think that at this point, he still thinks of Hannibal at his as his mm-hmm. enemy. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. So I'm still wondering 100%. at wondering at, at which time, right? So like we're in episode six now. Mm-hmm. How from six to thirteen do we get to a point where maybe Will feels a little bit different? Yeah. 
is I guess is I guess the question I want to put mm-hmm. in your guys' heads to start thinking about like when does Will start to turn? Yeah, maybe. for sure. Uh, I will say that Abel Abel Gideon does have a he does take eating his own leg in stride. <sighs> he's he's not so broken up about it. Ooh, he's, a, he's, he's got he's a little some, sense of humor some real about Saint-Froid. it. This is a humor, yeah. but he looks like he wants to throw up. <laughs> I would too if I, you, someone made me try to eat a part of myself. Like, oh my god, I just I. This is very, very like traumatizing <laughs> to me. <laughs> He's like compliments to the chef. <laughs> yeah, very funny. Very, 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 very yeah. funny. Uh, I think Jeff already kind of brought this up earlier, but uh, I think the last scene or last kind of bit of this episode, you know, we we are uh, Jack realizes that Will's not the, the copycat killer. He's not the Chesapeake mm-hmm. River, and he's they go over the evidence and they. Price and Zeller also bring up this piece of evidence that was part of the lyrics that's that's basically planted by Hannibal. And it's like this piece of bark that can be only found in like one place. And it leads Jack to this kind of old barn, old stable, old mm-hmm. what, whatever it is. And, you know, he goes down, he starts searching in it. And he opens this, I guess, I don't know, what is it? Like a little, like a cistern, right? Like an underground mm-hmm. cistern. And down there is Miriam Lass, right? Mm-hmm. She is alive and as well as I guess anyone could be for being alive and missing uh, an arm, missing her arm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But this was, so did you guys lose your shit when oh, you saw this? This was an like, ocean like, moment for me when this I saw this. Definitely an oh shit moment. Um, cause I had a lot of conflicting thoughts when I was watching this for the first time. I was like, Oh shit. Is Jack about to get Beverly or whatever? Or like, did Hannibal actually fuck up? Cause like it made it seem like, Oh, this was like a huge discovery. And like, Oh, Hannibal might have fucked up and they found his like actual hideaway where he keeps all his murder shit or whatever, you know? But like, obviously this is all part of Hannibal's plan. Um, his, his Xanatos gambit, I guess. But yeah, uh, this was, this is quite a shock. We've been trying our best to not give this away, right? We've been still as much as we can up until this point, try to elude that. We all knew that Miriam was alive, but we've all, you know, been trying to say like, hey, Miriam's dead, Miriam's dead. Because that's that's exactly how I felt. Like, I thought Miriam was dead, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what the show made me believe. And they did sort of yeah. give you the tools to me. Oh, yeah, because they kept right? saying, because like, Jack sure questions it. Dead, he's Jack? like, hey. Are you sure she's dead? Yes. He's like, I, I just got a recording, a new recording from her. Like, you know, he's like, wow, it almost made me think that she was alive again, right? So... I mean, that kind of sadism, that kind of, like, psychological sadism, like, Hannibal's just the devil. Especially so, yeah. to Jack. Like, I just, yeah. I, it's, for like, me, it's you, like, he is such yeah. a dick to Jack. Like, if you think about it, Jack has been on such a roller coaster in, like, the last, I don't know, however, however long or whatever, you know? First, he loses Miriam for the first time, right? And then he loses Will to this frame job. And then he loses Beverly. And then his wife almost kills herself i mean and she still has terminal cancer and now miriam last is like alive again it's he must be going out of his mind i don't know what that does to a person psychologically but it can't be good i feel um yeah but this is this was like i did not expect like a shock like this to happen like right after the the beverly episode yeah it's like a one-two punch i mean yeah one-two punch very, very effective, I think. It's it was really interesting watching these two episodes back to back. Yeah, and that and that, I think that's the that's the story of this whole season. It's just this rapid fire, insane pacing, like every episode is a new mm-hmm. revelation and something nuts. So yeah. Yeah, think, yeah uh, but dude, first the uh, you know, episode five started in a huge way and then episode six just ends in a, a very yeah. huge way. So it's like this, like you said, Jeff, this season is a roller coaster that is going very fast, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm loving it, man. This this is definitely a high. I'm on a high right now. Yeah, I mean, we're we're six episodes, in, but I mean, one of the best seasons of TV ever. Yeah, it's so good. It's and like we didn't even talk at all at all about just like I guess maybe we just belabor the point because we talk about it every time, but how gorgeous the show is, like on a consistent mm-hmm. basis like Hannibal's dinner party the food just looks amazing like uh, like 
just every everything is always always gorgeous. The the tableaus of the murders, the mm-hmm. yeah, all of this, all of it is like so the, the color so, grading, so the cinematography. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's a very visual show and a show about imagery. And maybe we're talking so much about the plot. Or I just wanted to mention again, as we've said many times, it's an unbelievable yeah. culture show. So yeah. Must watch, must watch. Um, I think I think a lot of serial killer shows tend to be borderline like tasteless, you know. But I think this jo- this show does an excellent job of like avoiding that, um, where it's like all sensationalist uh, serial killer shock factor, you know. But yeah, this this is this does this does not uh, touch upon that at all. I don't think. Um, yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else you guys wanted to mention? No, two crazy, crazy episodes. Um, I did want to mention. I did. I didn't get to get to mention when we were talking about episode five, but Beverly Katz was actually supposed to die at the end of the first season. They decided oh, really? to expand her uh, role because they really liked Hedy and Park's performance and and all that. And um, so, like the year that. Will was Will threw up. It was supposed to be Beverly's, um, but they changed that whole thing around. Um, so it wasn't so. supposed to be Abigail that dies. It was supposed to be. I think I don't know. Who knows? Like how they would have like reconfigured everything, or uh, if that were the case. But like, I mean, that's. I just remember reading reading that oh, in, a, very in an interview. Yeah. So, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that will conclude this week's episode then. Jeff, where can people find more of your work? Uh, you can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at strangeharbors. What about you guys? Letterbox is one way you can find me. And then what about you, Derek? Uh, you can find me at the wrong Dave, Dave spelled D-A-Y-I-K. And that is for Instagram and Twitter. But I also host another podcast. We're called Geeks in a Pot. Uh, we do a lot of discussions and debates on just all these kind of different quote-unquote geek topics like movies, television, gaming, everything. But yeah, you can find that on on any of your popular podcast platforms. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. Yeah, and uh, if you guys have any questions comments suggestions or if we got anything wrong just please send us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com um we love hearing from you guys if you have any uh tidbits you want to contribute uh sometimes we read the emails on on the air so uh feel free to shoot us a line um so this will conclude this week's episode uh covering episodes five and six we will be back next week for episodes seven and eight see you guys then we'll see you guys then All right, see you next week, everybody.